You are listening to Omnis Protocol. I am Charles, also known as Omnis. And joining me for this episode is Jamie, a.k.a. The Seraphim. And we are going to talk about getting spoiled rotten. Oh, man, this weekend. Oh, this weekend. Well, really, it's like this whole last week or so has been crazy with the information that we've been getting it's so yeah. much and I just, honestly there's so much of it i think we should probably just dive right in all right let's go for it okay so let's talk about spider-man miles morales the good uh, spider-man oh my god i mean not that i think peter's bad but man this guy is man i think i've got to do because this stuff is so new and it's spoilery ish um, I think I kind of have to have a quick rundown. Like, he's a five threat. Uh, he's he's five stamina, three threat. He's got three defenses across the board. He still has spider sense, but he has stealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has web line kick, which is range three, four damage or four strength. He gets power equal to damage dealt, and it's got a wild throw for size three or less. Um, yep. So like that, that's all great. Um, he's got Venom Blast as his energy attack. It's only range two, but it's strength seven, only cost three. And it just straight up has the ability that after he hits someone with it, they drop all objective tokens. Doesn't have to yeah. deal damage. They just drop them. Um, now, he does not have any of the the like the web throws. He doesn't have web apult. He doesn't have... Um, web snare he doesn't have any of that stuff but he has web swing where for two power he can place himself within range three it's almost exactly like um hawkeye's place Mm -hmm. except if he uses a web line kick that turn he gets an additional two dice on it yep so and then let's talk about great responsibility real quick uh, the affiliation web warriors allied characters may reroll one defense die. Additionally, they may modify and reroll uh, skulls or failure results while they are holding or contesting an objective token. So, oh man, like there's so much to digest there, Jamie. Mm-hmm. There <laughs> is, oh, there fine. is. Oh, <clears throat> so webline kick. It gives me a wild throw on size three or less, which is actually really nice. Um, it's wild, but it is on his basic strike. So, I mean, that's cool. Uh, Venoblast is... I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Well, that so it one's... Like, yeah, it seems like the one of the common things is going to be that he's going to web swing into people. Like, uh-huh. maybe place you know at range three then he's gonna web line kick at range three which is pretty great um and he's gonna have a six dice basically strike you know to get power mm-hmm. now getting three power out of six dice is that in itself is a little dicey he'd probably need some help there um but let's just say he's in wakanda right and he's got some shuri rerolls. then he probably could get three power and potentially venom blast with his second action um which might even daze the average character at that point. Yeah. But at the very least, he's definitely making them drop tokens. Yes. Um, but he could also just webline kick and then move away and to like build up power for a more key point where maybe he web swings, venom blasts, and then picks up the tokens and moves mm-hmm. away. So 
man. And then the fact he's got stealth, like every time he moves away, he's going to be kind of a hard character to reach out and touch. Mm-hmm. And when you do reach out and touch, he has spider sense, <laughs> which lets him reroll two dice when making a defense on a physical or energy or a dodge dice. So if you throw something at him, there's less chance of you actually doing anything to him. Yeah. Right. Unless you're throwing like size three and larger at him, in which case you'll get the point through, but still, and then if you're doing him in web warriors, no, he can reroll another die. Yeah. I mean, okay. So before we hop into like web warriors, so also his, his, uh, injured side is basically the exact same. I don't think there's yeah, no change over there. Um, man, but coming in at three threat, this guy, this guy is a baller. And I think mm-hmm. he is going to, he's going to, comp- I feel like he's going to compete with Valkyrie for that, you know, for that kind of flexible three threat spot. I mean, I can see this guy just going into a lot of rosters across the board. He's, yes. yeah, he's definitely going to be a bit power hungry. And so having a way to like get a little bit more center, like get a little bit more consistency out of that web line kick when you go for it, mm-hmm. or if he's an Avengers, so the web swing only costs one, some stuff like that, I think all plays, you know, kind of plays into it really well. But man, I, I feel like this guy is going to see a lot of play in my teams, especially um, I would say he's going to probably go into my Asgard roster. I've got a flexible three slot that I want to try him in. Um, Guardians, I don't know. Like, man, he could do a lot with some reroll tokens. <laughs> yes, that is true. That uh, give him some wing in it tokens, and he's either a really, really solid bruiser, or he's just someone you're never putting damage on ever. <laughs> Like, he just gets a turn where he's like, bring it to everyone. I've got winging it tokens. I've got spider sense. I've got stealth. Like, damage ain't getting through. This is what's happening here. Yeah. He does seem like he's potentially interesting for Cabal as well. Because if you get an extra power out of webline kick, so he does like, because I think him getting to two damage is going to be pretty reasonable with it. So with Cabal being able to go, all right, we just need to get two damage through, then that'll give you three power so you can Venom Blast. And then as long as you deal one damage with Venom Blast, you'll get a power and you can pick up the objective afterwards. Yep. And so wh- how do you th- how do you feel about him going into one of your cabal or your black order teams? Um for that unaffiliated three threat slot, I like it a lot, especially as you know, my main game plan with both cabal and black order is I'm going to daze you to take your objective tokens and then we're going to roll from there. So now for the characters that are harder to today today's like an opposing Thor or, you know, a black Panther or a captain America, just being able to go up and being like, Nope, I'm just going to take that from you right now. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'm going to move back. So now I'm covered in my stealth bubble and this is how we're going to do this. Yeah, he's he's going to be a scary dude, especially if you get him into a situation where um, now mind you, OK, this is a lot of cards, right? But let's just say for a second that you like gamma launch him into position and then you, uh, you know, no matter the cost and he venom blasts and takes three damage and then gets to move and maybe even like web swing. 
backwards. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it is sitting there with stealth. Like, I totally just stole your shit and am way downtown now. Like, I, it, it's definitely something like you got to think about if you're seeing a Miles and Hulk on the other side of you. Even something like hammers, where your hammer is right there in front of your deployment line, he could most likely get to it and then get away. Oh, yeah. it's So, like, that's something you got to think about. Like, well, now I got my spot in front of me. I kind of have to do this, but I have to give it to someone who can maybe try and deal with the Venom Blast and not take any damage. I don't know who that would be. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's what do you think about would you run um mission objective with him for the potential for him to back off and like give the token to someone else and then like go back out and try to hunt after the next one? Uh that's I mean that's a solid plan if you have someone who can take a lot of beating and be perfectly fine with them like holding on to that objective for a while. I mean, the other option is like you just give it to him and you just run you run your ass away, or you know you're playing into a single objective mission like scrolls or the power core where there's only that single extract. At that point, mission objective one hundred percent solid, being able to hand it off, or you just like you run miles back to your side and you just play keep away for the rest of the game. There's well, nothing yeah. wrong with doing that. Give it to Hulk in this crazy, like, multi-tactics card plan that I'm, you know, laying out. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, after he gets Gamma Launch, he'll eventually gain power, and he hands it off to Hulk, and then he goes after another one, because he's miles. <laughs> yeah, and he's just miles ahead of your team when it comes to stealing extracts. Hey! Okay, well, uh, anything else you want to throw out on Miles right now, or should we hop over to um, his best buddy? Um... No, just I think honestly he'll be a solid three threat and we're gonna see him cropping up quite a bit. Okay, cool. Um all right, so let's talk about Ghost Spider or Spider Gwen or Gwen Stacy. Uh again, <sighs> I don't love reading off card info, but this is new enough that I want the the listeners to kind of have a general idea of what's going on. So She's also five stamina. She's also three threat. She's a long mover. She still mm-hmm. has the defensive threes across the board. Yep. She does not have spider senses. She also she does, does not stealth. But kind of in in place of spider senses, she uses lifesavers. So she's a little bit more like I want to protect other characters. Mm-hmm. So she has an ability. It behaves a lot like escort to safety, the tactics card, where she can spend two power and pull one of her allies that's within range four, she can pull them a short, and if they're pulled out of range of that attack, you know, then that that attack ends, and it works just like Escort, where if it was just targeting that one character, they get a whole new action. Um, If it was something where it was a beam attack and it targeted multiple people, then they just get the attack on the people that remained in range. Mm -hmm. So... Um, that's obviously cool. That's a sweet defensive power. And then she still has web line, same as Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, she's also got imp- impact webbing again, another one of Spider-Man's cool little sticks, but she's still very different when it comes to her other powers. She has spider technique as her strike or her builder attack. Um, obviously, uh, it's for strength power equal to damage dealt, but it gets weird where 
if this character has already attacked the same character during its activation this turn, add three dice to the attack roll. Yeah. This character has advanced or been placed during its activation this turn after the attack is resolved, she may move or she may advance long. So in a situation like what jumps at me right away is aim lackeys. <laughs> and if Modoc <laughs> gives her a movement, then she gets to make a spider technique. Mm-hmm. And then she can um uh she can advance because of the spider technique and like relocate to a different spot and then spider technique again with three additional dice and then do another long advance so yeah it's uh it's it's a lot like okay and then she's also got freestyle beatdown if this attack deals damage and the target is size 3 or less uh, she may throw the target away short. It is range two, strength six, cost three. So cool, cool spender for her as well. I would say the biggest disadvantage going through her card looks like all of the physical attacks. Like, I wish that she yeah. had energy in there somewhere, but yeah. <sighs> she's still super interesting. Like, what what was your first thoughts seeing Ghost Spider? I think she's going to make your opponent have to make some very difficult and annoying decisions. You know, um, basically just because of lifesaver. Like, you've got to make sure if I'm going up against an opponent with a ghost spider on the table, i got to make sure that if I make this attack, right? Yeah. Can she move the character I'm targeting away? How important is this attack is what it comes down to. Where can I place? So you end up going into more of that decision tree and you do more thinking. And anytime you can wear out your opponent by making him think more than they have to is a huge benefit for you. Because they get they all end up with the mental fatigue quicker than you will. I also I mean I will say looking down at her, I feel like she's going to kind of kind of where I think Miles fights for the Valkyrie spot. I think mm-hmm. Ghost Spider kind of fights for the Shuri spot where they're both a little bit more fragile. But the things that they're going to do are amazing. Yes. And so I will say that when I see Ghost Spider, I think she is going to be kind of one of those priority target three threats where you probably can't just let her do her thing. Mm hmm. I think she probably has to get targeted because her overall defensive stick for her threat value isn't that great. And yes. so I think she gets targeted. She's probably going down, but yep. she is going to play a little further back and she's got a ton of movement shenanigans. Oh, she, a massive amount. She definitely screams at me like, like the D crisis, right? Like extremist consoles. Uh-huh. And- cosmic portals where she's going to be able to do really cool things where she gets to like long move, attack someone, move back, or, you know, someone else moves forward to make an attack. And if you try to counterattack them, she's just going to like lifesaver and pull them back. Like she, she's going to do some, she's going to do some really cool movement stuff. And on that sort of crisis, it's going to be really hard to pin her down. So I think, some of the spider oriented stuff to me immediately starts making me go uh, extremist console cosmic portal. Like let's mm-hmm. like that feels like what they kind of want to push. At least that's my first instinct. Yeah. I uh, don't agree with that there from what we've seen of 
all of the uh, web warriors, they're definitely going to be playing that like very hit and run. I'm not really doing a lot of damage, but I'm moving your stuff a lot um, type gameplay, to which I think she fits in perfectly in Web Warriors because she can pull key characters out to keep them safe, as opposed to you having to bring in a bodyguard. Um, while the rest of the affiliation is just going on and be like, I'm going to move you over here, I'm going to move you over here, I'm going to throw you over here, I'm going to throw you over there. Yep. There's also, uh, man, there's just some cool things. Like, also, her spider technique, the first attack doesn't have to be a spider technique. So she could impact webbing someone first and then spider technique them, and she still gets the three additional dice on the spider technique. So... Mm -hmm. Man, that's super cool. So where do you... So outside of Web Warriors, um, what affiliations kind of jump out to you as, uh, you know, Ghost Spider placements? Um, That one's kind of a rough question. Um, I mean, seems like the easy answer, right? She's got Webline and Lifesaver, which both seem way better when they cost one. Right, but that's that's basically the way the Avenger affiliation works, though. Is like every other three threat character seems better as an as an Avenger, and will she do more for Avengers than someone like Valkyrie? I really don't think so. Um, well, both, but man, she does seem like she synergizes with Thor. Where Thor, when Thor goes in for the four Asgard play. Uh huh. Like wants to attack them, and she's like, "Yoink! Come on back, Thor." Yeah. So, like, for an Asgard roster, is the unaffiliated three slot? I actually don't think it's that's a terrible, terrible idea. Um, Guardians. I think the Guardians roster is full of a lot of solid three threats. I don't know if she'll really want to fit into that spot. Um. Yeah, and, she yeah, she doesn't quite seem like a Guardians. Like, I don't think that's a team where I'm probably going to reach for her that much. Do you think you put her in something Cabal, where maybe on one side she kind of helps kind of tank up a side where she's pulling, you know, can potentially pull Hela back to safety or something? Um, I know it gets hard to, like, see Cabal at a point where they're running, you know, two unaffiliated characters. There's not very many point levels that do that. But do you think right. there's some play there in Cabal? I mean, it's possible. Cabal will definitely benefit from Lifesaver because for the most part, the, you know, the affiliated characters are kind of not very defensive. They they are very gloss cannon-y. So having a little defensive tech that isn't uh, Bodyguard because the range on Bodyguard is half. Well, actually less than half. Um, so I could definitely see her in a spot. And the whole spider technique going up to seven dice, freestyle beatdown being a three cost for that gives you six dice. I mean, she has potential to do damage and thus gain from the leadership. So I can see it. I can definitely see it. Um I mean, honestly, yeah. you can even just, like, impact webbing, gain two power, webline someone for free, essentially. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, I mean, I 
I think it'll be interesting at some point. I can see Venom coming back and like seeing more play, especially with Web Warriors hitting mm-hmm. and Spider Foes. And I can just see like he's like raw web snare pulls Modok forward, and then Ghost Spider's like web line pulls him back, and Modok's <laughs> like, "Yo, guys, I'm not a yo-yo." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do. I mean, so one Ghost Spider has some interesting, like already positive synergy with Modok. Mm-hmm. where she loves having access to aim lackeys. She may be like one of the best aim lackeys targets in the game. Um, I could definitely see Wakanda where you're doing like uh, uh, Black Panther, Shuri, Okoye going to nine. And then you do Ghost Spider and uh, Modok to go to 17. Uh-huh. That that yeah. feels to me like a mile, like <laughs> miles of synergy. Um, it you know because Modok already synergizes with them well because he has a way to like move people off of points, mm-hmm. and he benefits even more from the additional reroll tech. Um, and he can kind of position opposite to Shuri, so you have rerolls on both sides. But I could totally see on Infinity Formula you do something like uh, Modok and Ghost Spider on one side, and then Black Panther Shuri Okoye on the other side. Uh, neither of them necessarily mind the, the Wakanda rerolls, and they can really end up in a spot where they, like, almost your whole team can push people off the points at the end of turns. So, like, basically, anytime someone activates, they're getting moved. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, I think there's there's a lot of cool, cool synergy to do there. So, I... I that probably jumps out at me as one of like the strongest places where I think there's the most immediate synergy to kind of an existing game plan without having to like kind of rewrite a team around ghost spider. It's just kind of going, is that team better than um, Thor Valkyrie in Wakanda? I mean, that's kind of the competition and all of those characters are good. So I think it's just a, I think it's probably equal. I'm not sure if either is necessarily better. They're just, they're differently advantaged. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can definitely agree with that, and I can definitely see that for sure. Um, I think, like Miles, we're going to be seeing her cropping up quite a bit because of all of the unique things that she does. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it'll be, I mean, maybe she sh- does she show up in Black Order? Like, the ability to, like, pull Corvus, you know, to safety or pull Thanos to safety? Like, it feels really out of the fluff like ghost spider protecting Thanos and Corvus, but I yeah, mean, but a potential 11 dice spider technique does sound really interesting. <laughs> like really interesting, honestly. So I, I wouldn't say no to it. I will definitely try it for sure. She could also do some really interesting, like, um, she could do some very wide plays where she may, like, camp a point for a little bit, and then she, like, uh, moves, spider technique someone, and then, like, goes behind the lines, and then, like, pulls their character into their deployment zone, basically. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She's going to be really well. I think she's going to get people under, like, her web lines are going to be the weirdest, right? Yes. Yeah. Because she's going to be pulling people into, like, really strange locations. 
yeah, it's it's going to be weird. And I don't know, like maybe because of her maneuverability, she might be the character that's like, again, we're coming back to Modok synergy. She may pull people into range of other characters to like set up doomsday chairs, like the sort of abilities that hit multiple characters. I think Ghost Spider is going to like yank people around into weird spots. You're going to have a ton of manipulation for the table. Mm hmm. All right. Um. She obviously seems like a great fit in Web Warriors, even though she doesn't have the same defensive tech. Like she still gets a little bit out of it. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I still think, you know, I'm not sure if I'm like, do I go Miles Ghost Peter, Miles Ghost Venom? Do I go Miles Peter Venom? Like there's there's a lot of interesting options to do there. But I think. Because there's so many characters that seem stupid good in Web Warriors, maybe you are going with Ghost Spider and Miles and like trying to keep it like super slim so you can fit in Black Panther and Modok. Right, right. Yep. Like there's a part of me that even um would even consider running Winter Soldier in there, because he's got some rerolls too. Um he doesn't mind a defensive reroll. Um he obviously doesn't synergize as well with all webbed up. But he gets it to nine, so you can at least do Modoc and Black Panther at eighteen in hammers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, just just thoughts there. It's definitely going to be a very interesting affiliation to see and see how they play on the table and how much better than Avengers they are because Avengers is still the worst affiliation in the game. <laughs> well. I think before we go and quote stuff like that, I think we need to figure out what Black Order does. Because <laughs> right now, I still have not figured out a Black Order roster. But this is not crap on Black Order and Avengers right now. No, uh, it's just crap on Avengers, because yeah. that's what we do every time. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, there is a recent video on YouTube of you losing to Avengers. <laughs> so, true, right. true. Let's not taunt that affiliation too much. <laughs> All right, I think we need to hop into Green Goblin because this dude's just crazy. Oh my god! Yes, like, there's so much to absorb here. Okay, so Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, uh, he is seven stamina on yeah. his healthy side, medium move, size three, four threat. He's four physical, three mystic, three energy. Um, let's cover some of his abilities. Obviously, he's flight. Um, I want to cover arc nemesis Peter Parker real quick. Um, when attacking Peter Parker, this character may re-roll failure results and may re-roll any number of attack dice. At the start of this character's activation, if there is a non-dazed enemy Peter Parker within range three of this character, this character's first action must be an attack targeting Peter Parker if able. This actually overrides stagger. It does. If he is staggered, instead of shaking stagger, he will attack Peter. And then yep. the stagger will just remain there for next turn. Yep. Um, so not a, I don't think it's a super, like, I don't think that aspect of him is going to play in too much, but it's there. So it's let's very about, thematic yeah. is what it is. So let's talk about his other stuff. He's got hit and run action. This character immediately makes an attack followed by a move action. This superpower may be used only once per turn. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a reverse charge, right? Yeah, it is. It's it's yeah. whereas charges move then attack action. Now we have an attack and then a move action, which is interesting to think about where you would use that. Yeah. So it could definitely be a situation where like 
again, this may be something cool for like D scenarios um, mm-hmm. where you move, you, you know, do a ranged attack and then, you know, with hit and run and then move back. Um, it gives him, I mean, with the medium movement on a size three fifty millimeter base, like he's going to yeah. move pretty far. Yeah. Um, he's got trick or treat. Uh, when an enemy character ends in advanced or is placed within range four of this character, this character may use the superpower. Choose an interactive terrain feature of size three or less within range two of that enemy character that was just moved or placed. Destroy that terrain feature, and the enemy character suffers collision with that terrain feature. So basically, he blows up terrain that's near people. So you gotta be careful if you, like, place and you, like, go hop on top of a size three for cover, but you're within range four of Green Goblin, he can just be like, explosion and yeah i'm just gonna blow up that building so now not only do you not have cover now you got to make a dodge roll and there's a chance you can take some damage from this too yep all right so let's cover his attacks so he's got pumpkin bombs before choosing a target this character chooses whether this attack type is physical or energy it's range four power four after this attack is resolved the character gains power equal to damage dealt and wild bag of tricks before damage is dealt the enemy character gains one of the following special conditions bleed poison or incinerate do you happen to recall what incinerate does off the top of your head i actually don't okay so why don't you talk about his leadership for a minute while i grab incinerate details ooh oscorp weaponry for the affiliation spider foes um, which has a bunch of my favorite, favorite Marvel characters in it. Uh, once per turn, well, an ally character is attacking. It can spend one power when modifying opposing defense dice. So in the regular attack step, uh, you both roll your dice, you explode your crits. The attacker modifies their dice first. The defender modifies their dice, then the attacker gets a chance to modify the defender's dice, and then the defender gets a chance to modify the attacker's dice. So in that third part, when the attacker is able to modify the defender's dice, uh, Pierce is an example of this. Um, You can uh, spend spend one power, and you can re-roll one of the opposing defense dice. So... It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely interesting. We don't have to spend a ton of time on it because I know I have already done a um, uh, a bonus episode and Jay and I were kind of talking about these leaderships. Um, so on back to bag of tricks before damage is dealt, the enemy character gains one of those conditions, bleed, poison or incinerate. Incinerate removes a defense die. <laughs> Ooh, so you can. Damn. Um. But I don't think it affects that role because it's just before damage is dealt, but it's after those have already been rolled. So if you're getting two pumpkin bombs, the second one would lose um, would lose a would lose a defense die. But that definitely can start like he can he can start cranking things up for an offensive team where he can mm-hmm. just drop pumpkin bombs, go for wilds and, you know, incinerate people so that they're going to have they're going to take even more damage. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh man. Uh, but we got to talk about his injured side because it changes so much. It changes everything except yeah. his attacks. Like, well, even like, 
Okay, so on the flip side, he's only got five stamina, but his defenses are now three, three, and then five mystic. Yeah. His, his pumpkin bombs now have strength five. Um, Knight of the Goblin, I haven't, we may have even forgotten to go over this attack. Um, it also can choose its attack type. On the healthy side, it's range three, strength seven, cost four. And then if this attack deals damage after the attack is resolved, the target character gains poison and incinerate special conditions. Mm -hmm. um, it uh, does the same thing on the back, but it only costs three on the front. It costs four. So yeah, yeah. yeah. The leadership doesn't change when he flips. Yep. But now instead of hit and run, he has glider ram where it's, he can throw himself medium. So it's kind of like pounce. But keep in mind, he's a medium-sized character and he's thrown medium, so it's four damage if yeah. he sneaks into someone. Yeah. Uh, Nemesis is still the same. Um, he he no longer has trick or treat, but he has unstable psyche. This character cannot interact with or hold objective tokens during the power phase. Roll five dice for every crit, wild, or hit. This character gains one power. <laughs> Yep, because he's gone insane. Yeah, so now he's super power hungry, but he's gaining a lot of random power. And so he's going to average two and a half power. So, I mean, if he's on his injured side, it's a fair plan that he's going to probably get two or three. And mm -hmm. so that means he's probably funding a glider ram or like going into a Knight of the Goblin basically every turn yep. once he's on the injured side. Yep. Oh, man. So what are your initial thoughts on Green Goblin? I like him. I like him a lot. He's a size three with flight. Oh, the drop off potential, because now I don't have to use Ultron anymore. Um, yeah, no, it's just a very, very solid, great character. That goes completely batshit insane once he gets over to the injured side, and any sort of like regular game plan you had, as soon as Green Goblin goes injured, forget it, just aim him at, at, at something, let him completely murk that character, then move on to the next one. All right, well, I think well laid plans feels like a huge part of Green Goblin, so I'm going to throw this out as well. Green Goblin and Dr. Octopus may spend three each to play this card. Roll five dice for each enemy holding an objective token. The enemy character suffers one damage for each wild or crit result rolled. A character damaged in this way drops all objective tokens they're holding. Yep. Uh, yep. And if people are wondering about the math, that's a 76% chance for that to happen. Yeah. And so... Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> that's that is such an obscene tactics card. I don't, I don't even know what to say about that one. That one's. I feel like that is a game changing, game winning tactics card right there. Yeah, I mean, you do have to play Green Goblin and Doctor Octopus, but I will say right off the bat, I'm already looking at teams and going, what teams can I bring both of them as my um, as my unaffiliated characters to potentially like skew that math even harder. Like I might play them in Wakanda. Doc Ock is already fine in Wakanda. Uh, yeah. 
a great character in Wakanda. Necessarily like natural synergy there, but he's still just a solid character. And so, and uh, the fact he can hand out poison is still really cool for Wakanda. So, I, I, I mean, I think the ability for them to try to like build up some power and then on a key turn, well laid plans, like that is such a game changing card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Just like theorizing what you can do with that. Um, we you really know, I'm even, I'm even thinking about like just taking your basic cabal list and shoving in Ark and Goblin because you can do that. Like Doctor, uh, uh, Doc Ark is not a terrible brawler. He's actually a pretty decent one, and you know he's got a throw on a superpower. Goblin is a amazing brawler. Actually, he's really good at, you know, getting that brawling off so he can make use of the um, of the leadership bonus in, in Cabal, and I have a way to get you to drop your objective tokens. That does not require me to daze. And, you know, uh, we, we've said before, part of the Cabal plan is you're going to attack to get your opponent to drop those objective tokens so that you can pick it up and swing it that way. So now we're doing that without having to daze your opponents, which means your opponent isn't going up on the amount of power that they have for the swing back. It definitely, it definitely, definitely plays into, like, the way that you want to go about things with Cabal. Yeah, I, I agree. I was just going to say, it's like, I could easily see you doing something like um, Red Skull, Modok, Zemo, and then add Doc Ock and um, Green Goblin at 19 <laughs> in EVAC, which is a common crisis that they want to force anyway. Yeah. And you can just yeah. kind of like, Green Goblin and Doc Ock are kind of going to like tank up this one side. <laughs> and then at some point, they're just going to make you drop any extracts that you might be holding. Yeah. Yep, and then I'm going to pick them up with Wands of Power and start evacing, and then all of a sudden I'm now up like four or five VPs. And it doesn't have to be either of their activations. Correct. Yes. You can... Oh, it's... Like, you can do it at such weird points in the game. Like, mm -hmm. well-laid plans is going to change games. Yep. Yep. So, I don't know. I, I dig it a lot. Um... And it's a super sweet model too. That's the other nice thing about it. Uh, it's such a pretty model. Yeah, he's he's definitely cool. I mean, Green Goblin is not one of my favorite characters in general, but well laid plans got me thinking like, oh, where this <laughs> guy? Um, yeah, how are we doing this now? And I mean, I do like also. There's not a lot of characters that are a little bit more front loaded on their stamina. And so having a character like him that's got solid defensive stats mm. where um, and then he's got seven health too. like he might be. Is it weird that I kind of think that he would be a good web warrior <laughs> where where he's getting an additional reroll on his defensive stats? I like, mean, thematically, it's weird game wise. Actually, I agree with you. I don't think it's that terrible. Actually, I think that's a pretty solid. Oh, my God. Great. Oh, and he can drop off Venom and Venom's affiliated there. Like, oh, yeah, I just realized that. Oh, now I have a headache. 
Um, and let's uh, let's just go full full ham here. You could do like Miles, uh, Ghost Spider, Venom is ten, and then Green Goblin and Doc Ock is seven. Puts you to seventeen. Yeah. And then basically you say to your opponent like, "There's going to be a time where." No matter how many objectives you're holding, you will hold zero objectives. Because and then I will hold all of the objectives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you want to play cubes or spider infected or what, like what extract situation you want to do in that one. But also, there's some fun synergy that um, Doc Ock wants to roll crits, and so when he gets attacked, getting an additional reroll that one can mm-hmm. also roll failures. Um, potentially gives him an increased chance of generating power because it's yes. a, yeah. um, it's an affiliation leadership that doesn't cost him any power. So yeah. that's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what comic that happened in, I don't know <laughs> but uh, uh, that team seems kind of obnoxious. Uh, that team seems like the first one of web warriors I'm going to try out once yeah. we get the models. Yeah, I can totally see you doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm a bad person. Yes, you are. I will uh, tell all of my opponents to blame you. <laughs> here is Ominous's email. If you don't like this team, <laughs> please send your complaints here. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm just going to get that printed on a business card now. <laughs> so whenever I play anyone, I'm just going to hand it to them. <laughs> I'll just make ominous business cards and then just be like, if you do not like the team that this player is playing, I am responsible for talking about it on a podcast. (laughs) Oh yeah. That might, well, at least, at least the team doesn't have Peter Parker in it. Like we haven't taken it to full crazy town yet, but if you're playing it on hammers, you probably are still playing venom. So I think that's a situation where you switch Gwen to Peter Parker and make the team make even less sense. <laughs> I, I again, I'm, I'm down with this plan. That is a very, very solid plan. Because you got a lot of interesting, like yank people off of security uh-huh. plan, um, and so there's already some kind of cool synergy there. You've got like a throw on Doc Ock, and you have this like you're just going to shut down the extract situation at some point. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like it could play on Infinity Formula. So you don't even have to choose the extract because you can play this into basically any extract situation, right? You only get it gets kind of wonky at um, it gets kind of wonky at 19, right? Because if you're trying to run Green Goblin and Doc Ock, you have a hard time actually getting it to uh, getting it to, to 19. the 19. Yeah. So that's that's the one the one weird one. You don't really have a good way to uh, a good way to make that happen because there's no because you want the you need to get three characters to 14 threat and they don't have a five. And even if you do Bucky, you don't have another three. So you kind of need another another character at some point. Right. Right. um, But you can do it at 20. Right. Like that still works because you can do. Uh, yeah, because you can do, um, you do Bucky in one of the spots. You do, you do Gwen, Miles, Bucky, and Venom, and then Green Goblin and, um, 
Now, mind you, uh, if I'm not sure you have to do it at 20 because there's only one extract if you're playing 20 threat. Right. <laughs> and you have multiple ways of making sure they do not hold it. That, yep. And I think that's the main thing is on those single extracts, um, it's going... It, Going up against that team is going to be very hard for you to maintain that extract token for you to have control of that. Yeah, it's like even if you keep your distance from Miles, you still have well-laid plans to deal with. Mm -hmm. But honestly, if I were to pick a spot where it feels like they would fit in really well, Guardians is going to have no problem running Green Goblin and Dr. Octopus. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, both of them potentially can like winging it tokens. Yeah. Um, it, it, the Guardians going to have no problem running three or four characters and then squeezing in seven threat of unaffiliated characters. Yeah. Uh, you Green Goblin loves dropping off whoever. Yes. Uh, like oh, that. dropping off Ronin. Oh, oh, that's yeah. gross. Yeah, it's just very yeah. gross. Yeah, you start off with something like. Um, Star-Lord, Ronin, maybe Drax? And then these two at 17 could be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, also, I mean, I could see Green Goblin and Doc Ock going in Avengers. Both of them don't mind the Avengers affiliation bonuses to, um, to fix some things for them. Avengers mm-hmm. can make the math work at almost any threat level. And these characters don't have to play together. They can split up and do different sides. They don't have to be near each other for well-laid plans. Yeah, they just have to both be on the table and not dazed. Yes. That's it. So, hmm. All right, well, uh, anything else you want to throw out about these characters? No, no. We got a lot of stuff coming. I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming. Yeah. All right, well, stay tuned for episode two of... um, of spoiled rotten because man there have been so many cool spoilers so all i can say to end this particular episode is jamie rocks and he's putting up with all of my desire to talk about spoilers (laughs) and it was very hard for you to convince me yes very 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 difficult but i had i'm very manipulative i have some well-laid plans to make that happen and uh, AMG's well-laid plans for the whole Gen Con weekend have been the most OP thing. And so, big shout-out to AMG, because that's what's making this so much fun. So, AMG, thank you for spoiling us rotten. 